Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 194. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Freaky Magazine. I contribute something to every issue of Freaky, so please check it out. Hey kids, have you read Freaky? The magazine of weird humor for freaks like you. Freaky Magazine is a way out collection of weirdo comics, kooky gags, photo funnies, social satire, and surreal collage. 52 pages of insanity in the tradition of magazines of yore like Cracked, Plop, and Zap. Special offer for Fun Ideas listeners, get a free sample copy in the mail, made of smelly newsprint and smudgy ink the old-fashioned way. Just message your mailing address to theslowpoisoner.com gmail.com that's the slow poisoner at gmail.com while supplies last on sale now is mark arlo's latest book called pac-man the first animated show based upon a video game this book tells the story of pac-man phenomenon and goes through the entire history of the hanna-barbera animation studios the history of the video game Pre-Pac-Man, the history of Pac-Man, the character, the video game, the spin-offs, the merchandise, and the anime TV series. Each and every episode of the classic 1980 series is covered and examined. Plus, Mark Arnold covers how Pac-Man has been honored on various anniversaries, including the 40th anniversary in 2021. A fun read for casual and hardcore Pac-Man and video game fans alike, featuring many character model sheets and other images. Available online through Bear Manor Media, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. Get your copy today. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by PopOptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift. I'm currently working on articles about Nightmare, the Galloping Ghost, and the Harvey Comics superheroes for Back Issue and Alter Ego, respectively. My Mad Book is being proofread, and my second Disney book is almost done, and I am currently working on TV cartoons that time forgot. Be sure to buy my latest books, the TTV Scrapbook and the Pac-Man Book. On today's show, we have a returning guest who runs his own comic book store, Heidi Ho Comics in Santa Monica, California. He also draws his own comic book called Collectors. Here he is, Eddie D'Angelini. 
Hi, this is Mark Arnold with another Fun Ideas podcast, and today I have a returning guest who was previously audio only, but now he's a video star. Uh, it's Eddie D'Angelini, the owner of Heidi Ho Comics. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back. Okay. And uh, like I was discussing with you briefly before we uh, came on, I said, you know, I was listening to the first episode and you're all excited because you got a comic store and everything like that. And then I had you a second time and it was during the pandemic <laughs> and you were not in the best of spirits, but mildly. And I'm wondering if anybody's listening to these shows or watching these shows, they go, whatever happened to that guy? (laughs) So I wanted to bring you back in the video world also and just kind of touch bases and see what's going on with you and uh, what's going on with Collector's Comic and everything else that's in your life. Yeah, well, where do we begin? Goodness. (laughs) Um, A lot definitely has changed since we last talked in the midst of the pandemic and the shop being looted and all that. And anyone who's right now going, wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> you can go back to the previous episode and listen to the whole story. So shop is still around. We're still good. Uh, we, yeah, we um, had a move. We moved the shop in August of last year. I don't know where exactly we left off when we talked last regarding the pandemic, but uh, we kind of had a little bit of back and forth going with our landlord at the time, at the location that we were at when the pandemic started and when where we were looted. And when the lockdown was over, he was just telling us, okay, you guys are open again. Uh, You can start paying the full rent because he was nice enough to the couple months or so that we were locked down to just tell us you don't have to pay when you guys are closed. But when we were able to open up, open up again, he was just telling us, okay, you know, rent is due. You guys can start paying the rent. And we were saying, no, no, that's not the case because there's still nobody around. The, the whole town, this is Santa Monica, where the shop is at, it's a ghost town. Right. There's nobody around. So we're still hurting and not making money because nobody's coming in. We have our few regulars that were very loyal during that time that were still coming uh, and spending money and trying to help us out. But, you know, that area relies on a large amount of tourist dollars. And we do have a lot of tourists that come in that area, especially in the summertime, and spend a lot of money with us. And they were all gone. There were no tourists. And even now, it's just slowly coming back. We're we're happy when someone comes in the store and we hear them speaking with an accent or speaking with a party that we're with in another language because we're thinking, oh, great, people from you know other countries out of town, you know, they're going to spend money. You know, they're coming back. But uh, it's still to this day is not fully back the way it was. So we kind of had a, a bit of a back and forth with our landlord as far as trying to deal with the rent, maybe get it adjusted, lower it for a, a temporary period of time while, uh, you know, the, the area is still not seeing, you know, the resurgence that it should. And uh, all of that kind of just didn't go anywhere. And we decided, you know, this is a perfect time to do what we can to, you know, get out of that lease and move to a different spot that is more affordable with the way things are now. So that's what we did in August of last year. And that has been a pretty good help to keep the shop going. Uh, the The rent is obviously cheaper. It's a little bit smaller, but we're dealing with it. Uh, the regulars love the new location. We're getting a lot more people coming in, new people coming in. 
And what's really nice is a lot of the regulars love the fact that we have a parking lot right in front of the shop where the old one we didn't. So that was a big deal for them in um, wanting to come back on a regular basis. So that's where we're at now. I actually had a bit of a change in my life because the last time we talked, I believe I was still actively managing the shop. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife is as assistant manager working with me. But the truth is, we were both managing the shop equally. You know, we were relying on each other. And since we last talked, I realized, you know, I'm just getting burnt out on this. <laughs> not necessarily owning the shop, but managing it day to day and doing the hour, two hour drive sometimes to get to the shop and get home from the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's only 20 miles away, the shop, but this is LA traffic. So right. there are times where it takes you two to three hours to get home in traffic. And I just, I had enough of that. And I decided to step down as the active manager and we were going to maybe find someone else to take that place. But my wife was the one who said, I want to step up and I want to do it. Wow. So That's cool. <laughs> she's actually actively managing the shop right now. And I'm still, you know, we're still uh, part owners of the shop. So I'm still behind the scenes doing owner type stuff. And I'm behind the scenes also helping her with, uh, uh, tasks here and there as I can. And I still go in maybe once, maybe twice a week to help out with um, uh, certain things or if we have events or stuff like that. But I wanted more time for myself mm-hmm. to work on my own creative pursuits, which is my comic strip. And uh, that's really, I think, been um, just a bit of a real saving grace for me as far as just my my happiness and my my mental health, I think, because mm-hmm. I was really to the point where I had just gotten so burned out on trying to do both my comic strip and manage the shop and, you know, be there so much, uh, so many hours out of the week. And to the point where I was, I really, I was unhappy. You know, I enjoyed owning the shop, but being the person that's there day in, day out, it just wore on me. Yeah. So a uh, bit of a change for me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm home more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do work from home. I'm working on my comic strip more, I'm planning more things that I want to do with that. I came out with three more books since we last talked. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got plans for the coming year that I want to do with my creative career. And I'm really, really enjoying having more time to be able to focus on that. And in the meantime, I'm still connected to the shop with my wife managing it and helping her where I can and still, you know, helping out one or two days a week and, and helping with events, like obviously the holidays are coming up. So it's going to be a really busy time. So that's been a big change for me personally. Mm-hmm. How's she handling it? Does she regret her decision or is she loving it? <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly, I think some days that she does, but I think that she does enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. We have a really great staff. We get along with them really well. They love us. Mm-hmm. And I, it's almost like a bit of a family. And I think that being with them, for my wife, being with them day in, day in and day out, I think is is uh, a bit of uh, um, a bit her happiness and her support as far as being at the shop. And I have to, I have to give her credit. In a lot of ways, she is a much better manager than I ever was. <laughs> I figured you were uh, gonna say that. <laughs> I'm, you know, the staff, they love us both. They, they like me, but, um, my wife, she speaks her mind. She, 
is very no nonsense, especially when it comes to dealing with the staff. They love her to death, but mm -hmm. equally they fear her as well, which I think is a great manager right there. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, she's, she's always on top of things. In fact, when I was managing it, she was assistant manager. I really say it was equal footing because she was the one that was just keeping things on my plate and letting me know, you got to take care of this. This is coming up, you know, uh, don't forget about this. Yeah. And that was a huge help. And I could not have ever done it on my own without her. So right. now she's in that position and uh, she is just so on top of everything, much more than I was. <laughs> it's kind of amusing because the way you portray her in your collector's comics is like she has no interest whatsoever and would rather be sitting at home watching some uh you know reality shows or well that part uh, is true TV show. yeah that part is true but i mean no interest at all to even be yeah. in a comic shop even for management reasons right <laughs> Well, you yeah. know, when I, I know started it's humor and I know it's fic yeah. semi fictitious, but it's semi fictitious, semi autobiographical. I always yeah. tell people some of the yeah. things in my yeah. comic strips really happened, some didn't. I'll let you decide what's true. <laughs> and what's but um, when I started doing the comic strip, she wasn't reading comics. We didn't know in the shop, so she wasn't reading comics. Mm -hmm. She didn't really know much about comics. And it's amazing how much that has kind of just turned around. Uh, not only is she managing the shop, but she also does a podcast with um, one of our former employees and another friend called uh, Comadres y Comics. And that's there are three Latinas who do a podcast about comics from a Latin perspective, about Latin creators, Latin comic book characters. So she's just just, you know, totally into it now at this point. Wow. She's just all in. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> So now that you have all the free time, are you actually working on your other projects? <laughs> I know how it's easy to just like, I got all this free time, I could do it. And then you end up not doing anything more. Well, you know, you know that's <laughs> what is odd because I think, oh, I got all this free time. But the truth is, yeah. uh, I'm working, I think, just as hard as I was <laughs> when I was managing the shop because yeah. I, you know, I'm doing, I have more time to do all the other creative proje uh, projects that I've been wanting to do, but I'm still very connected to the shop, right. having, you know, the manager of the shop living under the same roof roof with me so i'm you know hearing about what's going on and i'm pitching in where i can to help uh her out and stuff so it's still just constantly busy but mm -hmm. i'm able to get more creatively done than i was before for sure you know there were times where i would come home from the shop after you know fighting la traffic for two and a half two and a half hours to get home eat some dinner really quick to sit down and start doing a strip and be up until two, three in the morning, you know, and have to get up uh, the next morning to get ready to go open the shop. And it got really old really quick. And now I have a little more time to actually sit down and do it and get a good night's sleep. So I appreciate mm -hmm. that. You know, cool. there are still nights where I'm into it and I'll stay up late drawing, but I'm doing it voluntarily, not because it's the only time I have to work on this. Right. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I guess, can you show some of the latest uh, comics? Yeah. I, I don't know if I got the most recent one. I think the last one I got has like an American Splendor cover. So is that the... Oh, okay. Then you do have the, the is latest Is that the most one recent one? Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. When I listened, like I mentioned, I listened to a previous episode that I was on to figure out, oh, where did we leave off? And I, apparently yeah. I listened to the wrong one. So I thought that you only had one through four. It, originally and... it did, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah, that five. One. Yep. You have yeah. So six yeah. is this is the one where it's the American Splendor yeah <laughs> um, cover. And then since then, 
uh, what I did was because the the first three books are completely sold out now. They're just they're gone. And I found that out the hard way when someone ordered it online off my website <laughs> and I didn't have them. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, so I know the feeling. What I, <laughs> what I did was I uh, put out a collected 200 page trade paperback that collects the first that three I know books. <laughs> but I have the three books originally. So, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Cover. So. Uh, now when people come to my table at conventions and say, well, I love it, but do you have number one? I want to start with number one, even though I tell them, Hey, it's, it's a comic strip, just like in the newspapers, you know, the Sunday funnies, you don't need to start from the beginning. You can jump in anywhere and start yeah. enjoying it. That's still no good. They yeah. always say, but uh, if I can't start with number one, I don't want to, You're you know, talking buy. to collectors about collectors. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody I've, likes I've, to start you know, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So now they can start from the beginning. They can pick up the yeah. trade paperback that collects the first three all in one. And what's really fun about this, because obviously I did an homage to the first appearance of Robin here on the cover. Right. I had a, a good friend of mine who is a cover artist at over at IDW. Mm-hmm. Um, I had him do a variant cover for me, and he did an homage oh, of wow. <laughs> uh, Batman number nine from the Golden Age. Yeah. But as you can see, it's it's me and my wife, and me is Bill <laughs> <Phil> Robin. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been up to, and I've got some plans in the work for the coming year that mm-hmm. uh, I really want to get started on as well with all of this. So I'm excited that I actually have more time to be able to do this kind of thing now along with still still having the the um i guess the clout of saying i'm a comic shop owner co-owner right, right. um it's almost like uh i guess the comparison would be like joe ferrara of atlanta's fantasy world he, now he still does show up at the shop he's still the owner but um mm-hmm. he basically lets everyone else run the show um i mean from what I can tell, I, I mean, I've interviewed him on my thing, but you know, he's been in business 40 years, so yeah. 45 or something like that. Yeah. So he deserves so I it. imagine when you get to that point, you've really got everything running like a well oiled machine. You can yeah. step back because you yeah. showed your employees, you trained them how you want everything done. Yeah. And then you can kind of just step back. And if you've got good people, step back and just let them run the show. Yeah. And, you know, we're getting to that point, too. Like I said, we have really, really great staff. Uh, I love them to death. They're all hardworking and they're all just really, really loyal and friendly. And, you know, we we do our best to take care of them as well. And I think they appreciate that. And we can step back too. like we're at the point now where if my wife and I want to just take off for a weekend or whatever, we don't have to worry. We know that they've got it. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's kind of the way Joe works. Uh, uh, if he needs to step in, he'll do it. But most of the time, yeah, he just lets the 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 show run on its own, as it were. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that happens from time to time with us, too. Something happens, you know, uh, people get sick. People have doctor's appointments or personal matters or whatever. And other people can't cover that shift. It, mm-hmm. My wife and I, we, you know, we're the owners. If no one else can do it, it really falls on us. So we step in and we take care of it. 
Now, um, I also mentioned my friend Lee Hester. He's the one who got me to do this podcast at Lee's Comics. Now, he decided yeah. when the pandemic, I probably said this in the previous show, that he just... He decided that's it for him. ...closed the shop, but mm-hmm. he didn't close the business. So no. he's all mail order, and he does some shows now, and I've even helped him out with some shows since things are starting to open up again and stuff like that. Yeah, we uh, Lee and I kind of chat back and forth sometimes on Facebook. Oh, okay, cool. and I see the posts that he puts up of all the collections that he finds, and I'm jealous. I don't know how he gets it because, see, I used to think, oh, yeah, when you have shops, anybody can walk in. Hey, I, I've never been in a comic store before, but I got this great collection. Here, look. But, you know, when you're not running it as a storefront, you know, how how do you come across it? But he says, no, I go to people's houses. I go, I travel. I take a truck if I need to or whatever, you know. Go, oh, okay. Yeah, I have, I have experience with that as well, uh, yeah. especially now that I have more time. I can actually, you know, search and hunt for them you know, even in my own neighborhood and, yeah. and find them and, and go get them. Whereas before, you know, I was tied to the shop so much. I really, right. my only uh, way of getting collections was waiting for people to call or come in because I didn't have the time to go out and find them myself. And now I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now during this whole time, I'm sure it crossed your mind, <laughs> but did you ever think that's it? I'm done. I got to close this shop. I'm done completely. Yeah. <laughs> uh I mean, obviously, you thought better of that, and you're still in business, so that's good. But you know, <laughs> well, I, it, I never, it never was a thought of that's it. I'm well. There were times where I thought I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done, and it was kind of all around that time. But it was never a matter of you know close down the shop. But there were times where I thought during all this happening that is, are we going to survive this? Is the shop going to survive it? Do we need to be ready for? basically getting everything out of this location and putting it in storage and just saying, that's it shops closed because you know, we have no choice. Right. And that's really what it came down to before we moved because um, like I said, going back and forth with the landlord about the rent, we kind of made it clear with them that if you don't work with us, because this is, this is California, this is Southern California, Santa Monica retail rents are absolutely outrageous. You know, I hear stories of, of people, and I know some that are shop owners in other parts of California or other states where they tell me what they pay in rent. And I'm thinking, my God, that's cheaper than my house. <laughs> and uh, that's just not the case in Santa Monica. So right. we had to make it clear that if we don't do something as far as working with the landlord to try to, you know, work out some kind of agreement to maybe temporarily lower the rent, it's going to put us out of business. We have no choice but to say, that's it. The shop's done. We can't survive. Was it hard uh, to get out of the lease or was he? Uh, you know, I, I, we have a really good lawyer. I let him handle that. I didn't oh, okay. want to deal with it. So, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. That's, I don't yeah. need more than that, but you know, right. sometimes, no, you're staying and you're going to fill out your term and blah, blah, blah. I, but anyway, I wasn't the one handling <laughs> yeah. it. It was in yeah. good hands. I didn't have to worry about that. There were plenty of other things to right. worry about. Now, all so, told, uh, because I've forgotten, I have to listen to the old shows again. <laughs> how, how long have you been the owner then, uh, co-owner, uh, I guess? Oh, God, it's been about, um, I think it's been about somewhere around nine years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you kind of got over, they always say in starting your own business, you know, if you can make past like year three or four or something like that, you know, you, you usually can survive the long term if, you know, nothing major happens you know right uh, it's right. always those first three or four years that are the toughest you know right just, i think yeah. it was a little different for us too because we weren't starting a shop we were buying a shop that was already 
in business already established it had been around for right. you know uh, over three decades at that point true so that was a little different for us um we when we did buy it though unfortunately it was kind of in a, a very major slump yeah. it didn't have the best reputation at that time and we really worked hard to turn it around yeah. and uh, i think we you know did a really good job of doing that and then we moved to a much nicer place. This is before the pandemic. We moved to what I believed was a much nicer place and we were doing really well there. And then the pandemic hit. Right. <laughs> and then that for a lot of people just completely changed everybody. Mm. And Santa Monica back then when during the pandemic, during 2020 was uh, really scary because it wasn't even a matter of our, is our shop going to survive? It was more of a matter of looking around that area and thinking is this whole business district is this whole business area of the city going to survive? And mm -hmm. there was a lot of talk about, you know, things really not surviving. And there are a lot of businesses that closed down during the pandemic, you know, when they had to do the lockdown for two, three months and never opened up again, mm -hmm. just gone. How are your local competitors? I mean, I don't know what's considered local. I mean, like golden apple, is that even a close? <laughs> It's, it's not that close, really. Yeah. Uh, as far as our area, there really yeah. isn't another shop that's too close to us. Yeah, uh, We're the only shop in Santa Monica in that whole west side area. There yeah. is one further south from us, uh, but I honestly, I don't really know too much about them. Mm. There are, um, let's see, well, there's Golden Apple. Uh, as far as I know, they're doing fine. Mm. Uh, during the time that we got looted, uh, couple days before they got some damage too but uh they're doing okay now and there's the comic bug in manhattan beach and culver city oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're doing yeah. well there is jeffrey's comics and torrance oh, yeah. which oh, yeah. is my that. partner's uh <laughs> store that he owns 100 and they're they're moving along you know they're like most businesses right now they're experiencing some problems but we're doing my wife and i are doing what we can to kind of jump in there so every so often and help out we were kind of like drifting between the two shops mm. uh, as kind of like a managerial supervisor roles to take care of things. So um, we're, we're bringing that store uh, hopefully back up to a little bit, a better place like it was before the pandemic. Yeah. I think for the most part, most shops are doing okay. Yeah. I've not heard of any particular other comic shop really struggling to the point of closing down. I think that's similar. Um, here is weird in Oregon, so I wouldn't even say because we have very few shops, period. But uh, maybe in Portland, I don't go up there all the time. But it seems like they all stayed in business. Um, uh -huh. Northern California, since I did go down once the pandemic kind of lightened up a, a bit and stuff like that, uh, all the shops that were open except for Lee's um, have stayed open. Uh, one person has recently retired, but it was not due to the pandemic he was just mm -hmm. i've done this a long time and uh one other person uh she moved her shop as well and i think it was a similar situation to you well you know the rent's too high you're not negotiating i gotta move you know that's yeah yeah so yeah so it seems like that seems like the general thought of comic stores at least on the west coast i don't know about east coast shops but you know but, right you know right well, what I can say about the ones here in Southern California yeah. is because there are a good amount of shops here, competition mm -hmm. is, you know, pretty fierce. 
And I think that that forces the owners to really be smart and to think on their feet. So I think that dealing with pandemic was just one more thing that they had to basically keep their head on a swivel for and really just be ready for anything that comes along and, and deal with it. So I think that uh, the competition of the area has really hardened, hardened them up enough to be able to handle yeah. the pandemic. So I think I, I don't really know of any shop that closed down yeah. uh, because of the pandemic and never yeah. came back. And if there are, most likely they were just a very small shop to begin with and not really much of a competition for anybody. But yeah, I've not heard of any closing down that I can be, that I, that I'm aware of. Yeah. Most of the closing down I've seen uh, has been restaurants, you know, more than yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is Santa Monica where my shop is. So, you know, there's a lot of restaurants and uh, there was really, that was really a big deal where the restaurants in the area, some of them just weren't even coming back. Yeah. You know, they're just gone. And, uh, I, and but, I guess but, that the reason why I started to interrupt, I guess the reason why is because you constantly, like a comic store, yeah, you got your weekly new comics and you get whatever old comics, but it's not a regular thing. Whereas food, you have to reorder daily and stuff like that. You know, it's probably, probably insane. But we kind of, we kind of faced the same thing because early on in the pandemic stores were closing down, but mm -hmm. diamond was still shipping out books. Oh, yeah. so we were still getting the weekly that. books, but there was nobody in the store to buy them. Mm -hmm. And so my wife and I, we were still going into the shop on a almost daily basis and calling all of our pull customers and arranging to send all their books to them. We'd, we'd uh, email them invoices and we'd send the stuff out to them because mm -hmm. If we didn't do that, the books are still coming and there's no one to buy them. And we can't rely on hopefully the pull customers coming back in two, three months and buying all the weeks worth of right. stuff that has just piled up. So yeah. we were just had to be real proactive and just be on it and start calling people yeah. left and right. That's why I heard other people did. They did that. Yeah. And then they had people like a drive through, you know, you just drive up to the window. Here's your comics. Here's the money you're done next you know and and that was done for months while you you know people couldn't actually physically go into a store you know yeah uh <laughs> we were doing that too and i thought you know i really want to just take off the front door and put one of those kiosk doors you can just open <laughs> the top part and have a little shelter and just service people you know as right. they come up um but yeah my dream of that didn't really actually happen yeah. it never came about except and... when we got looted and they broke the glass on our, our door yeah. so that's the closest we got to it. <laughs> and there were times there where California was a lot stricter than Oregon. And then it flip-flopped for a while. But, you know, it's like I was going, how, how can you make it with all this going on? You know, but. <laughs> yeah, because we were doing curbside service. And then uh, the city really came down on us hard about that because they were telling us, you can't do this. Right. You got to stop. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we didn't really, we were relying on that at that point. So. Yeah. That hurt us, but then eventually they they turned that back around. Yeah. And then eventually obviously let us open up completely, which felt weird because <laughs> it felt like they let us open up too early because there was no change really that much in the pandemic. I think they just let businesses open up out of pressure of people needing to open up their their businesses to make money. Yeah. And which I totally understand, but I also understand that pandemic's not over. Uh right. we're not safe. Yeah. And if we start letting customers just come into the shop, I'm putting myself and my staff at possibly at risk. So I've right. got to 
figure out what's more important, you know, my staff safety or, you know, the shop making money, you know, they're right. both important, but you know, it's like Sophie's choice here. Right. When you originally reopened, were you still mask required to mask up and everything? Yeah, we're still doing it now. Oh, still doing it now. Okay. Yeah, we don't require customers to. We tell them it's... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there was a while there up here in Oregon where you had to as a customer, too, for, you know... Oh, yeah, time. for a while we had to as well. They said yeah. that uh, you can open, but everyone has to be masked. Mm -hmm. And even now we tell people it's it's encouraged but not required. If you need one, we can give you one. Yeah. But us and the staff, we still wear our masks. Yeah. A lot of a lot of staffs do here. Yeah, different businesses, especially right. restaurants and stuff like that too. Yeah, you know? and uh, and myself, my wife, and all my staff, we all accept and understand that we're doing it because we want all of us to stay safe. Right. We can't afford for an employee to get COVID and find out like a couple days later after he's already spread it all over the shop right. to the rest <laughs> of the staff. So we all understand that we're doing it to keep each other safe, uh, not just ourselves, and to yeah. keep the shop open. Otherwise, if everyone catches it and we all got to stay home, shop is you know closed indefinitely. Yeah. Of course, it, uh, you may or may not remember if I, I don't know if I said it on a previous episode. In my nine to five world, I work in healthcare. Um, mm -hmm. I'm an uh, office assistant for the, the county up here. And, uh, all uh, health care facilities and no matter who's working in them or who's in them all have to wear a mask. So I'm still wearing a mask every day too. Right. <laughs> so, right. And which has helped a great deal because, you know, a lot of times, you know, some of our uh, patients are homeless people or just really bad off. And sometimes you're like, you know, what are they bringing in here? <laughs> so, sure. you know, I don't mind wearing the mask. So, yeah. And we're in Santa Monica. We have a, a, a pretty large homeless population as well. And, you know, they come in the shop too. So, yeah. you know, it's for our own safety. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, we're going to keep this one short and sweet because I know you have other things to do. You're, you're like uh, Bob Hope. You have a, another gig to catch or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but we got about seven minutes left. So, I mean, uh, I would say this. Uh, give a plug for the shop. Give a plug for your comics, how they can get in touch with you. And, hey, plug your wife's podcast again. So, By all means, let's. So if you're in Southern California, in Santa Monica area, come visit us. We're Heidi Ho Comics. Uh, we're at, uh, what is it, 1807. I can never remember the new address. But we're on Lincoln Boulevard, uh, right off of the 10 freeway, where the 10 freeway exits. You can't miss us. And uh, what's convenient, too, is that the shop is now in a little kind of a, a strip mall area with the gas station, which is great for, you know, gassing up before you go home but also what's really great is so many people pull up to get gas look over see a comic shop and literally while their gas is pumping run over to to look in the shop and saying hey i never knew you guys were here well this is great this is awesome and then you know run back out and occasionally we see some of those people coming back so that's nice so heidi ho comics in santa monica stop on by and see us and if you want a good laugh you can check out my comic strip at collectorscomic.com my comic strip is called collectors it's all loosely based on me and my wife and my comic book collecting and all the nerdy stuff she puts up with living with me so uh there's that and you can buy all the books over there except for obviously one two and three which are sold out but the new trade paperback collects all of that 
And if you want to listen to a great podcast, the obviously second best podcast after yours, uh, you can listen to my wife's, which is Comadres y Comics. And it is hosted by three Latinas who talk about the comic book industry from a Latin perspective, where they interview Latin comic book creators and talk about uh, books by Latin creators of Latin characters. So it is a great podcast and you can find them at comadresecomics.com. And it's in English, I hope. <laughs> the name is in Spanish, but the, yes, okay. the podcast okay. is totally in English. I've had a few people ask me that. So why well, I didn't listen to your podcast because I don't understand or their podcast because I don't understand Spanish. I mean, no, they're, they're, they're no, doing it just, in English. I just wanted to um, double check that. Yeah, no, it's in English. Give everyone and, a warning um, if they can't speak besides, Spanish. <laughs> yeah, besides doing interviews of Latin creators and also reviewing books by Latin creators, they have a fun segment which is basically a beer review where each episode <laughs> they uh, drink and review a different craft beer from the area here in Southern California. So it's a fun podcast. Very cool. And of course, to... I'm partial to it, of course. Uh, have you Invite. been on it yourself? <laughs> Once. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to check it out. Um, and uh, any other new projects you haven't uh, started yet or thinking about? And if you can't disclose anything, that's fine, too. <laughs> I I do have some new things that I'm going to embark on in the coming year, but uh, not anything that I'm willing to discuss that's right fine. now. So you'll have to have me back on when, when those Ooh. start happening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, it was fun having you back. I'm glad you're in much better spirits. It seems like things are falling into place for you and your shop and uh, with your wife and everything else. And it's fun right now. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, more positive spirits and blessings and everything else to you and, and, your, and you. everything else. <laughs> and I look forward to more of your comic books uh, when they come out. And, uh, we will that, talk well, soon. <laughs> speaking of that, that's one of the projects I can talk about in the coming okay. year. Early next year, obviously, uh, I will be coming out with uh, book number seven of Collectors. And there is a really, really fun, true, 100% true, five-page original story in that one that is not being drawn by me. It's being drawn by a really, really awesome guest artist. So um, I did the Harvey Picar route on this one where I wrote it and then I got an artist to come in and, and draw it for me for the book. <laughs> you should have saved that cover for that one, but oh, well, <laughs> such is life. Anyway, <laughs> such is life. Yes. So that's in the works and that will be something that I can say that I'm doing for the coming year, obviously. Very cool. All right. Uh, well, once again, it's always a pleasure to have you as a guest. Thank you for being on and being on video. We had a little bit of glitch getting the camera set up, but hey, we're all working now. I'm so. here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, oh, I should ask you this quickly before you go. Are you in any uh, going to any uh, uh, comic shows in? Uh, oh, the next yeah. Well, that, I, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. That's something that I can yeah, obviously <laughs> uh, plug. I'm going to be at LA Comic Con this year, which is the first weekend of December. I forget the exact dates, but it's the first weekend of December, and I'm one of the guests at LA Comic Con. Okay. So that's coming up real soon in about, uh, what, two weeks? Yeah. So, yeah, I love that show. It's in my own backyard. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the last couple times they've done it, 
especially this last time they they've done it after the first one after the pandemic it was just nuts it was just packed with people like sardines so it was a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to that all right well we look forward to seeing you there and i look forward to having you as a guest when your new projects that are under right now (laughs) and thanks again eddie for being a a guest on the fun ideas podcast and we will see you next time thank you very much have a good night thank you for listening and thank you eddie d'angelini for being my special guest Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode 195 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2022. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.